Our scripture text this morning is coming from the book of Romans, chapter 6, verses 12 through 14. I invite you to hear the voice of God speaking to us again through these words of Holy Scripture. So then, don't let sin rule your body so that you do what it wants. Don't offer parts of your body to sin to be used as weapons to do wrong. Instead, present yourselves to God as people who have been brought back to life from the dead and offer all the parts of your body to God to be used as weapons to do right. Sin will have no power over you because you aren't under law, but under grace. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Over the next few weeks during this time of Easter tide, we're going to be looking at the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. This sermon series is called Living Holy and Whole. As we talked about how we were healed and now how we are going to live. While that healing is taking place, and even once we're healed, we begin to live as the people of God in the world. What does that look like? And we get that in Galatians chapter 5 with the fruit of the Spirit. The first thing we want to remember is that we are all sinful. But Jesus offers us freedom from the power of sin. Now there are many words in the Bible used to describe sin. The most common one in the Greek is called hamartia. And if you have been on Emmaus Walk, you've heard this explained. It's an archery term for when they were having archery tournaments or javelin throwing contests that if you failed to hit the mark, the target, anything else was hamartia. It was outside. It was not making the mark. You could overshoot it. You could undershoot it. You could veer to the left or or go wide in either direction. But missing the mark was sin. Missing the mark of the standard that God has set is sin, and we are all sinful. Our story of explaining that is the fall in the Garden of Eden, way back in the book of Genesis. We are not perfect. Only God is perfect. But we're working to be going on to perfection in Jesus by confessing our sin, letting God root it out of us, and becoming more like Jesus As I researched the word hamartia, I found another explanation which has to do with giving directions and navigating travel. You can take a wrong turn. Any turn that is not the road you needed, anything that takes you off the path is hamartia. It is sin. I have a friend of mine who uses the definition, sin is anything that gets between you and God in your relationship with God. It is anything that makes us less than who God created us to be. Because my friends, salvation is not just fire insurance for our afterlife. It is a working fire extinguisher for the fiery darts that come at us in this life as well. It is life more abundant and free right now. So we're all sinful, but we don't have to stay that way. 
The second thing is that it is the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives that produces these characteristics that are pleasing to God. This is what we call bearing fruit. I want to point out to you that when we read those, that verse in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, it says, the fruit of the Spirit is. It is fruit singular. It is one fruit with those many characteristics. In the same way that I have an apple, this particular apple is red, yellow, and some green. It feels firm and crunchy. It's supposed to be sweet. It's a sweet variety. It's fairly round. All of those are characteristics of the one fruit. I one time had somebody tell me, well, I have some of the fruits of the Spirit. I can be kind most of the time. I have a little bit of love, and sometimes I have joy, but I don't have any of that peace thing, and I don't do gentleness. No, my friends, these are the characteristics of what comes out in us when the Holy Spirit is ruling and reigning in our lives. And fruit, the fruit itself is the seed-bearing growth of a plant. It is how a plant, particularly in this case an apple tree, replicates itself. You see, the scripture tells us that we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God in 2 Corinthians. We are Jesus' witnesses, Acts 2 says, to our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and world. We over and over are told in scripture that we are the body of Christ. We are now the hands and feet of Jesus, continuing his mission and ministry in the world. We are the vehicle by which the good news of Jesus Christ is now going forth to the world. We bear the seeds of hope and of the gospel within us. But the good news is that we don't have to do that alone. The Holy Spirit does that in us. We just cooperate with that work. In fact, we couldn't do it on our own. For many of us, year after year, Lent is the time when we try to try a new discipline on. We remove something from our lives. Want to find out what controls you? Give up caffeine for Lent. I was real clear, real quick, Matt. But we make a discipline of giving something up. And we discover what happens. We often cannot do it on our own. We don't possess the willpower, the determination enough to do it. The Holy Spirit makes us more like Jesus. All we have to do is cooperate. We affirm this every time we take communion in our communion liturgy. When we say we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as holy and living sacrifices in union with Christ's offering for us. We allow God to save us, we allow the Holy Spirit to form us and shape us into the people of God and make us more like Him. For we Methodists, we use these terms of grace, sanctifying grace, prevenient grace, and justifying grace. The prevenient grace of God pursues us. God loved us before we loved God. God woos us into relationship 
At the moment we accept that relationship, the justifying grace of God translates us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, places us in the family of God. But that's just the beginning of a journey because then God's sanctifying grace transforms us into the people we are called to be. I've used today the apple as our object to see. Did a little research on apple trees. Trees produce fruits and seeds, but the apple tree, when it drops an apple and the seeds go into the ground, the tree that grows from this seed will not be identical to the parent tree. In the same way that we aren't identical to our parents, we resemble our parents. So if you plant a seed from an apple, it will grow into a tree, but that tree will not be identical. A lot of those second generation trees will be small and weak, and a large number of them will only grow in edible crab apples, if you've ever eaten one of those. But there is a way to ensure that you get a tree that grows apples just like this one. And that is by grafting an, a shoot off of a tree into another rootstock. So you have the root system and the strong trunk, and then you graft in the type of apple that you want. And year after year, generation after generation, you'll get identical apples. This is what I believe happens to us as we bear fruit for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ becomes the roots and the strong foundation, the good solid trunk of the tree for us. We get grafted in. And then through Jesus Christ, we become identical to Jesus as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. In this way, we become replicated disciples of Jesus Christ. That was, after all, what we were first called in Antioch. The word Christians means little Christ because the Christians there wanted to be so exactly like Jesus we often say, I want people to see Jesus in me. We want to bear fruit. As recipients of God's grace, we want to share it with one another. Nine characteristics of this one fruit we will explore. We cooperate with the Holy Spirit to become like Jesus so that we can have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have redeemed us in your Son, Jesus Christ, and given us your Holy Spirit, that by power and grace we might be your disciples. Shape and form us into the people that you would have us to be. In the name of Christ, amen.